Well, good morning, everybody, and happy Mother's Day. It's my privilege this morning to share with you on this special day. I hope that you're sitting back with um, your slippers on, all the mums out there, with a cup of tea in hand and enjoying the day. And I hope there are many uh, plans for you to be spoilt today. My prayer is that all the mums, all of the mums out there, will be blessed, lavished upon, appreciated, cherished, honoured and thoroughly spoiled as you enjoy this Mother's Day. But today we honour the mums who are feeling fit and ready for action. I'm sure there's a few of you out there. As much as we honour those who are burnt out but continue to love, to cherish and who carries in her heart an abounding love for her children even when the chips are down. To all the mums out there, whoever you are, who feel not good enough, who are lonely or who are desperate for more sleep, I think there are a few of you, more wisdom, more ideas and more patience. We honour you and we want you to know and I want you to know that we're with you today and as we celebrate this Mother's Day. For all of those who are mums in the natural and to those who are mothers in other ways, to every woman we honour you. Every woman has within her a nurturing heart and longs to love, nurture, protect and cherish another and one way or another seek out opportunities to care, to love, to sacrifice, to protect and to cherish and spoil others. And that's why on this day, Mother's Day, we celebrate every woman regardless of your circumstance and bring honour to every woman who mothers in every way. I'm always so aware on this day, which is so special for so many and we don't want to take away from that, that it can also be a difficult day for some others. But can I encourage you, today is not a day to be feared or to shrink back. It's not a day to get lost and feel inferior because of those cultural commercialisms that have dictated what this day is all about. It's a day that, yes, we have embraced commercialism and all to honour mums and those who mother and there's nothing wrong with that. But for every person, it's a day to lean in, in some cases tears and all, pain and all and allow a heavenly father to pour his love on you and to allow others to come around you and bring you comfort. We really believe that this Mother's Day could, can be won which blesses everyone, and obviously not just for women. There are men that are nurturers. There are men that are, are carers as, as every bit as much as women. And so for all of you who are carers and nurturers, we honour you and especially the mothers today. And it's always our heart as a church and our church's heart at this time of year to acknowledge each and every one of you, whether you're a mother in the natural or find yourself mothering in another way, which is so many of you whether you're relishing in your role as a mother or tearing your hair out, feeling you can't get it right, to allow the love and promises of God to fill you and give you strength as we share this message this morning. So happy Mother's Day. And I pray and trust that you will enjoy this message that I've been preparing with you in mind. Our theme for Mother's Day, you might have already worked it out, is Blessed is She. This comes straight from the scripture in Luke chapter 1 verse 45 and it says, Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfil his promise to her. I'm believing this 
for every woman and in fact, of course, every person who is listening to this message today. Because I know that not everyone who is listening to this message is a woman and these um, thoughts and verses that we've prepared for you or I've prepared for you uh, is is just as relevant for any person, whether you are a man or a woman. Whoever you are and wherever you are, God is nearer to you than you think. And know that if you have a relationship with God, especially that he abides in you and with you and you can commune with him wherever you are at. God wants to bless you this morning. Hear that. God wants to bless you. His desire is to bless you. His desire is to pour his blessing upon you. And you might hear that and go, well, I don't feel that. I don't see that and I don't sense that. But trust me this morning that his desire is to bless you. Wherever you are and whoever you are, draw near to him and he will draw near to you. That's his promise. Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 7 says, The Lord our God is near us whenever we pray to him. Blessed is she who believes. Blessed is she who has faith. Blessed is she who trusts. Blessed is she who hopes. Blessed is she. I want to go ahead and unpack what that even means today. Blessed is she. That could you know, be a nice little phrase that we can throw out and we can put into an email to all the women in our church and we can put into um, messages and Instagram messages to all of the women in our church. But I really want to unpack this morning what it means to be blessed and what it means when we say, blessed is she. And my first point today, number one, is a reality check. I think sometimes we need to take a reality check. Are you living day by day, sunning in the reality of the blessing? I'm asking you, is that your experience? Yeah? No? A bit? Maybe sometimes? Maybe it's a bit of both. You know what? I think for me, it's a bit of both. Some days I sit back and I'm just so thankful to God for the blessing that he pours on me and I'm just grateful and my heart is overwhelmed and in the next moment almost in the blink of an eye I can feel as though perhaps, you know, it's all hanging by a thread. Is anyone with me? I think that it's a bit like that, isn't it? And like me, you probably feel a bit of both most of the time. At any given moment we can be taken from basking in luxurious blessing to one hectic moment leading to another barely holding together by a string. I hope that's not you right now, but I know that it's my experience sometimes. You see, there's, there's the wished for reality, isn't there? There's the imagined reality. There's the, the reality that we see on the television screens and in the magazines and on social media that we long for and that our heart craves. And then there's the actual reality. You know, there's been a lot of, um, in this time of isolation and lockdown, I mean, we're not really officially in lockdown, but we call it that, don't we? In this time, we, um, there's been a lot of funny um, memes coming out on our social media and just images that have really made me laugh. And it's so funny because there's, there's a homeschooling that we imagine 
and you'll see some images on the screen. There's the homeschooling we imagine. You know, the kids are there and, and you're teaching them and it's, it's just working and it's, it's um, you know, and some, somehow you've miraculously become this incredible educator and you haven't trained for four years to get there. You just know how to do it. And then there's the reality of the science experiment that goes wrong. And, and I, I tell you now, what's on the screen at the moment is certainly what the reality is sometimes for me. Our kids are a little bit older than that now, but I can really relate. And then there's the watching church online. Have you? I downloaded, you know, a couple of times and well, every week, but some weeks I've sat there with my little downloads that we've arranged for the kids to download and sat us all up there with our communion and thought, you know, here we go. Uh, we're going to sit there and we're just going to watch the screen and as a family for an hour, we're going to enjoy church together. And then there's the reality. And sometimes I have to rewind the church service later and actually go and have a look at it later when I can, after the kids have actually settled down. It's a bit like that, isn't it? There's the isolation imagined. You know, I, I, I don't know about you, but I kind of thought, you know what? This idea of being asked to stay home for a period of time, actually, I feel quite good about that. I think it's going to be an opportunity to really get some great routine into my life. It's going to be an opportunity to just sort of, you know, nail this. I'm going to, I'm going to get more structured than ever. You know, I'm going to get up at a certain time and do my exercise and continue uh, making beds and just keeping everything flowing and it's going to feel so good. And then, you know, then there's the reality of, well, in actual fact, my beds were made even less during isolation than they were when we weren't because suddenly it didn't matter if I was in my slippers for longer and it didn't matter if I never brushed my hair that day and, and things just start to, you know, the reality of what we imagine often is not the same as what we see in our heads. Oh, that the Lord would bless me and yet, why is this so hard? Oh, that I can be living in the fruitfulness of blessing but it just doesn't feel that way. Especially at the moment, maybe. Oh, that I could be living in the blessing that he promised, but why does it hurt so much? Why is it so hard? Oh, that I could be a part of the family of God, and yet I get offended. It's the eternal question. It's the age-old debate, really. If God is so good, why do I feel so bad? And I'm not wanting today to bring a message about the justice of God and why bad things happen to good people. Maybe we could tackle it in a different way this morning. Why does this blessed life feel so unblessed a lot of the time? Why is the blessing of motherhood perhaps so painful? Why is the blessing of marriage, just a quick shout out to Dan and Caitlin, so difficult? Oh, that, not that bit. Dan and Caitlin are not finding it difficult, I'm sure. They're still in the honeymoon season for sure. But why is the blessing of marriage, for those of you who've been on the journey for longer, why is this wonderful blessing of marriage so difficult sometimes? Or this wonderful blessing of children that we hope for so hard sometimes? Or maybe your reality check is around, you know, I thought homeschooling could actually be quite fun. I thought I could be really good at this. I thought the lockdown scenario could be a good excuse for a little bit of a lay around and rest and relaxation. I thought perhaps I could nail a fitness routine in isolation that would trump all other fitness routines. How wrong was I? Now I know some of you, because I've seen it on Instagram and so I know it's true. If it's on social media, it must be true. 
Some of you have enjoyed a bake fest, spring cleaned your whole house, learned how to sew, knitted matching jumpers for your whole family. I have not. So let's melt down this reality check. You hear it said, find the good in everything. Or perhaps, to put a bit of Christianese on that little phrase, it's find the God in everything. But I want to flip it around a little today. I think it's less about us finding God in everything and so much more about letting God find us. So much more. And my point number two this morning is let God find you. God sees you and he knows all that you carry in your heart. He knows the desires of your heart. He wants to be part of your everyday, the ordinary, the crazy, the busy, the mundane, the good and the bad. He desires to commune with you. And that's why God comes to women wherever they are. If you look through the scriptures, you'll find this to be true over and over again. God does indeed come to women when they are doing their ordinary, everyday work. He meets them at the wells where they draw water for their families, in their homes, in their kitchens. And there are countless stories in the Bible of God meeting women where they are. He comes to them as they sit beside sick beds, as they give birth, as they care for others, even at the empty tomb. Mary was the first to witness Christ's resurrection. She was there because she was preparing Christ's body for burial. In these seemingly mundane and ordinary tasks, these women found themselves face to face with God. God comes to women. God comes to men. God comes to people. And God comes to you this morning. And I especially, just at this moment, if you're sitting on your own, and I feel really heavy in my heart, right now for people isolation is hard enough in a family let alone on your own and so for anyone this morning who is watching listening on a podcast you know God will come to you where you're at where you are right now you might even be in your home with a family and you still feel alone and isolation's really messing with your head When I talk to people, people are finding it hard, but I want you to know this morning that God finds you where you're at. Yes, we should seek him. It says in the Bible we should seek him with all our heart, but know that God can come to you where you are. He knows where we are and the burdens we carry. In our consumerist, lifestyle-driven world, we are so concerned with everything going right looking right, looking good on Instagram, that we can miss the blessing that God has. You see, living in the blessing is not about everything looking right or going well. It certainly helps, doesn't it, when things are going well and when they're looking right and when they feel good. Don't get me wrong, I love it like anyone else. But it's not necessarily what the fulfilled promise looks like, not all the time. Sometimes a fulfilled promise is in the routine. Sometimes it's in the mundane 
and it's in the everyday. And I can tell you countless stories of my own life where in the midst of the trial, in the midst of the trouble, sometimes months, sometimes years, I can't see it. And then in years, years later, looking back, I can see how God has woven his blessing through every part of my life. Sometimes the blessing fulfilled is actually in the awkward and the uncomfortable. The key verse for our Mother's Day theme comes from a passage of scripture well known at least in theme to most because it's the story of Christmas. It's the story of Mary, a virgin, engaged to be married to Joseph who conceives a child by the Holy Spirit and gives birth to a son whom they named Jesus. It's the Christmas story, but it's not, it's the Christmas story as we know it traditionally, not the new one about Santa and the gift-giving Christmas spirit but the Christmas story as it was meant to be. And I'm going to read to you from Luke chapter 1, and you can read it in your own time. I'll just read a few of the verses now. From verse 26, it says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. And then moving down to verse 38. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favoured that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. And here's our theme verse. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promise to her. The blessing here was inconvenient. In fact, throughout the ages and to this very day, the authenticity of Mary's virginal status has been in question. Has been questioned. But there's no denying the blessing that Mary received. In verse 38, Mary declared the blessing before it had already begun. And I think that's a key here this morning, that the blessing comes when we declare it before it has come. Sometimes we sit and wait and we wait and we think, well, you know, if God blesses me, I'll sit up and take notice. If God blesses me, I'll shout it from the rooftops. But until then, I'm going to sit here with my arms folded with a bit of a bad attitude. But Mary praised God and declared the blessing before it had even come to her. And as you read, you can see that she went about her work, she went about her business, totally trusting that the promise that God had given her would eventually come to pass. She didn't wait for it to happen. She believed it and she got on with it. 
I could tell that to myself each day. Come on, Alex, believe it and get on with it. Don't get lost in your thoughts. Don't get lost in the, you know, the difficulties or your anxieties or your concerns. But trust and believe and declare the promises that God has given you and begin to enact them before they even come to pass. Begin to live the blessing before it's a reality. She declared it. The blessing begins with belief. The blessing begins with a declaration. That's faith. Blessed is she who believes God. Blessed is she who believes that God will fulfill his promise. What is God's promise to you today? Do you have a promise from God? You're thinking, hang on a minute, I don't even know what you're talking about. What do you mean, what is God's promise to me? I don't even know this God that you talk about. Maybe that's you this morning. We'll give you an opportunity later in the service to to get to know the God that I'm talking about. He's my best friend. I have been walking with God since I was about 15 and I've never looked back. And my life hasn't always been easy, but I've continued to serve and love God. And I would love it if you're watching today and you think, you know, I'm interested in, in God. I'm interested in Christianity. I've heard about it. I've seen, I've seen, you know, people have talked about it, but I'm, and I want to know more. We, we, in this time when you can't physically come into our building and talk to one of us, we are still available to talk to you. And we will give you that opportunity later in the service to contact us, to connect. You can do it right now on Facebook. You can do it, uh, even call us or, or email us even right now. We encourage you to reach out. Blessed is she who believes in God. Blessed is she who believes that God will fulfil a promise. Do you need a promise this morning? Have you forgotten the promise that God has given you? Have you let it slide? Are you living in the promise but it's really hard? We heard a beautiful poem earlier called Blessed is She by Deborah and read so beautifully by Lauren was amazing. Blessed is she who believes, who meditates and prays. Blessed is she who has faith, who is Holy Spirit filled. Blessed is she who trusts. Blessed is she who hopes and blessed is she who believes. The blessing often comes through hope, trust, faith and believing. And while those things may sound just like Christian cliches they're not they're real walking it out day after day day in day out believing the promise that God has given you and I just say to you right now if there's a promise that God has put in your heart maybe it's for a loved one maybe it's for your own life maybe it's uh, for your finances or your family or your health and there's a promise that God has put in your heart at some time in the past, maybe it was many years ago, maybe it was last week. And God is just quickening that to your spirit right now. You're actually sitting there and you're thinking, you know what? God is bringing that into your thought and into your thinking. I encourage you to take hold of it, pick it up again and start to believe, have faith, have hope and trust that he who begins a good work in you will see it through to completion. He will. The blessing is more than we can ever hope for. We need to declare it and we need to pursue it.